Hey CNC fam, welcome back to another episode of Cremas en Coquito. It's your girl, Christina. And I'm Napoleon. How are you guys doing today? It is cold in the northeastern. Yeah, me and we got a little we got a little bit of snow and we were expected to have what, 12 inches? I don't know, but it's a cozy day in. Nice, very nice day in. Nice cozy day in. Very relaxing day where everybody can pretty much focus on family which is always the best thing yeah so talking about family uh, today's topic is parenting styles Mm. and how to navigate the differences in views so what i want to say is me and you have different parenting styles i would say completely (laughs) right i would say completely we have we have the same core values Mm -hmm. but the way to get to there i think Two different. We, we disagree on. Okay. okay. So my parenting style is focused on his development, order and discipline, discipline, preparing him for the outside world because I know I can't I can't control the outside world. I can only prepare him for the outside world. So making him the best person he can be to deal with the challenges that young boys deal with in the in the real world. Mm-hmm. So no matter how it is that I get to that outcome, as long as it's not too uncomfortable for him or doesn't traumatize him, I will do it. But I think that you have a different point of view on that. Yeah, so my parenting style, I would say, is just love, complete love, loving up on him so he gets that confidence. He has no mommy issues. He knows who he is in this world. When he goes outside of this world, he has complete confidence in who he is doesn't bend to peer pressure because think, he knows who love, he is. You think love will make someone not bend to yeah. peer pressure? Yeah. Got it. Go ahead. Um, and also, he, he wouldn't want to disappoint his family or his parents because he knows how much they love him. And he would think, damn, I can't disappoint my parents. You see me? I know he's going to disappoint us because of life. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Like, I... <laughs> I look, look at things I, differently. I, I know my parents love me so much yeah. and did everything for me. So I said anything I, I want to do, I said, mm, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to disappoint my parents because I love them. Look, I have, I have and I've always had that in the back of my mind as well too, right? Because for me, when I was growing up, it was more fear, right? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to do it out of fear, right? So I don't want my 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 child to fear me you get me so even though fear does work i think right and i think there is supposed to be a level of fear in beginning okay right fear kind kind of develops into respect um the other thing is i think that this it's a difference from raising a man i mean a little boy and a little girl right Mm -hmm. and i always stress the fact that men we have a different experience in this world from you guys right and I always do think that he needs to get the best of both worlds because he has to also know how to deal with women as well as men and know how to deal with different personality types, right? So I'm always worried about putting him in different scenarios. I'm always worried about um, just pretty much him being equipped because I know whenever he goes out into this world, no one, not a girl, not, not society, will give him any grace, right? Mm-hmm. And the minute he goes out into this world, from when he's around other people, men 
like little boys, we know very early where we are, where we stand, and where we fit in society, right? So I want him to have the best placement as possible. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think that's why having two parent households is very beneficial and necessary because he gets all the love and care and nurture from his mom and the discipline and structure and behavior part from his dad. So how do you think we how do you think we navigated? So let's say that I mean I think were... it was so hard to navigate it in the beginning. It was so difficult mm-hmm. and treacherous and um we had some bad times because we parent so differently All and right. so many days I didn't want you to do certain things with Miles. And I felt like, what the hell did I make the right choice for a father, for my son? And because 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 you weren't parenting this way I wanted to parent. Mm -hmm. And even though you know you prepare for and you talk to your mate before you even become married, before you even get married, you say, "How do you want to parent?" Oh. We talk about different parenting styles, but nothing prepares you for when you actually have your own kid mm-hmm. and they come out of you and then you're like, nope, I am mama bear. This is how I want everything done. This is what I expect from you as a dad and you're just going to do it my way. Okay, so let's let's take some examples and see how we can navigate something. So let's say that I wanted Miles, let's say that I wanted Miles to be with my family more than your family. So let's say that I wanted my family to have three days with him and your family have two days, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the week. How would you say that we would navigate that if you wanted your family to have three days and mine have two? How would we navigate something like that? <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't I- we don't argue about things like that. We just kind of just, based on who we are, because we know our family Yeah, our values. family. We've, we've been living with each other for a long while. Mm-hmm. We already know. We already have a flow, but I just want to break it down for everybody. So let's say holidays. Holidays are very important, right? So let's talk about yeah, holidays. Right? Um, so how do, we, how, how do you think we can break down holidays? So let's say if my family wanted to celebrate Christmas, and so let's say we had Christmas values, and we were celebrating, your family also has it. And now we have mine. I think how we would we have to share that, but... We go to mine first, then yours, and end up back at mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, but we would. So seriously, we would have to split it. You would say we that would way, have right? to split it, mm-hmm. and then see. And I'm so serious. Like we'd go to mine, go to yours, and then come back to mine. Spend the night there. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> just, I think. We have a schedule that works. That's what I'm saying. We have a schedule that works, but I want to I wanna give everybody just insight on how to parent with different styles. Yeah. Right? Because... Let's say, like, for instance, you wanted Miles... You wanted to put Miles on the floor, which we both agreed to put Miles on the oh, floor yeah, when he was, that. you know... A baby. Tummy time. Tummy time. Yeah. Like, the he could do tummy time two weeks after whatever... And you, you would want, push, you and I was want. fine with telling time, but as soon as he cried, I wanted to pick him up, and you wanted to push the limit so he can be uncomfortable, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, basically, and push the time maybe a minute more. And Not only, not only mm-hmm. was, um, not only did I stop it because, 
because he was crying, but because of the timing. We would put him on his stomach. Before even like five seconds, he would start crying. Yeah. Right? So therefore, I was like, that's not even tummy time. Yeah. That's you just saying, I'm uncomfortable. Please get me up. And I was like, me, I'm like, I'm not going to just give in to that. And me, I'm like, I'm if he's crying, no, it's done. So what did we do to get over that? Because I remember me. What I remember it happening was when that happened the first time, you won, and we took him off the floor because Mm -hmm. you know, Mama Bear, Mama Bear kicks in very strong. So we took him off the floor. We every time we did tummy time, I would do tummy time by myself with him whenever you're not there. (laughs) Right? Because, you know, whenever you're not there... goes the compromise right there. I'll do whenever you're not there, and I would put him on his tummy, and I would see what he would do. And he started lifting up his his head and everything else, and I saw that the minute that I wanted, he could tolerate. Mm. But now, whenever we introduce you back into the environment, he knew again, at the five seconds, he could cry, he he can stop. And and then I, as a father, saw, okay, from very early, he's playing you. Yeah, and I felt, no, he's not playing me. Mm-hmm. That's my son. If he cries, I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to listen to his cry, and I'm going to nurture him. Mm-hmm. And that means he's he's done, and I'm done with him being done. But I remember there was a point that you got comfortable with just letting me do it for the minute because mm-hmm. you saw he was constantly crying too early, and you saw that at a point he needed to develop more remember mm-hmm. so you was like no and now i'm more comfortable with him going on his tummy and for me i looked at it as that was lost time you know what i mean yeah so that's that's a hard place to be at as a dad right but that's that's yeah. also something else you always thought i was um stopping his growth and development correct and i thought you were just pushing, pushing way too hard way too and hard. way too much and way too often but he wasn't ready. You thought he wasn't ready. Yeah, but you knew and saw that he was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he's a baby. Can you think of any other situations outside of that? I think the whole two years. No, I know. <laughs> like but him going in his own room in his own bed. Oh, I remember I remember him, his motor skills, climbing, climbing up, down, up the stairs. Coming, climbing up and down the stairs, how traumatizing that was for you. That you thought that he could just fall from any stair, break his neck, I breaking, breaking arm. So therefore, but he hasn't. Yeah. So, so so therefore, you want to always either carry him or hold his hand. Definitely want to hold up. his hand. When again, like I said, the way I father, you're not inside the environment. That's when I get to do my real experiment to see if what I think in my mind is truly mm-hmm. true, and I get to control the environment without your input. So I think I think that's what works for me. Right, because you're you're lucky that we've been in a pandemic. Correct, and because you've been not, having that time alone. Yeah, because, because if not, I would have never gotten my way. And I think that I, the relationship that I have with him would have been different. So I think compromising, and as hard as it, as hard as it is, and feeling the heartstrings tug. When a dad wants to do something his way, I think it is very necessary because I'm seeing it now that pushing him to new levels is beneficial, um, even if he's kicking and screaming going, and that he is a great manipulator. Uh, the greatest. The greatest. He, he, he is my son. Yeah, he is a great manipulator. He has me totally wrapped around his fingers mm-hmm. and is not to 
say my way is better than your way, but I do like, or your way better than my way, but I see how challenging him has definitely made him grow. And yeah. And I don't want to say I would have started earlier because I think I still would have catered to him and cradled him. He needed that too. He needed that too. So I don't, I don't see that as, I don't see it as lost time per se, right? You do. No, I don't see it as lost time per se. In the beginning I did, right? Uh, me looking at per the totality. Yeah, me looking at the totality of the whole situation. He needs your side as well too, right? Um, but I always was one who was saying, my son can do more because I see him. I I really know who he is, right? Um, he since I spend time with him at home, he shows me a whole lot more. Whenever we're on an individual level, mm-hmm. right? he tries to please me a whole lot more. And he knows that I want him to do a whole lot more. So he shows me this stuff whenever you're not here. So when whenever I'm trying to push him or whenever I'm trying to challenge him, it's because I'm coming from a place of love. But it, it, it just doesn't look like the love that you're used to. You know, and I'm glad we're talking about this because I think it's something that a lot of new parents struggle with. Like within the first six months of parenting, because I've heard so many stories, like every people just wanting to separate from each other, yeah. stop the relationship because Children. of yeah, because of the parenting, it's not going the way you thought it was. It's so stressful. You each have your own way of thinking about how to raise a child, and no one wants to back down or give the other give an inch exactly to the other person, and <laughs> it gets to the point where it's like okay. I'll take my baby and I'll go somewhere else and I will see you in three days and you can have them these three days and I'll have them these four days and we won't be able to do this together. Um, When in in all reality, you can. Yeah, I just think it hurts a little for moms to It hurts hurts a little for for dads too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We just don't care enough. That it hurts the dads. You know what I mean? Because um, it hurts our hearts that we don't want to hear or see our babies cry or suffer even a little bit. And for you guys, it's like it's hurting you because it's hurting your time with your spouse. Like you, a lot of parents, a lot of dads feel like they're not developing quickly enough and we need our own time and you can put the baby in his room so we can have our own time. It's yeah, and so, so. it's also hurting dads that they don't get to have enough input in their own child's life. Yeah, so that's another thing though. When you when when people have kids, we have to put the kids first. We have to prioritize them, but we also forget about the relationship, which doesn't make sense because if if we don't feel good about ourselves, right? If we don't feel happy, if we don't feel like we're in love, or at least we made a good choice about having this kid together, right? How can we raise the kid in any positive fashion? So I, so, mm-hmm. so I think that we should focus on both the relationship as well as the kid. I think that's that's easier said than done. Yeah, that is much easier said than done. Because there's literally no time. It's not even the whole... You have no time. You you are sleep deprived. Correct. And the time you do get as women, we're either doing laundry, 
cooking for or like trying to eat ourselves because we haven't eaten either taking a shower for the first time in a week brushing our hair for the first time in months or sleeping and then the man's like you have free time you want to spend time with me you know what i think you know what i think think. Uh, and honestly speaking i think men men should be more involved in the process of um in in those early stages men should be involved and and I would think as in, as involved as women. So you know how usually women get six weeks to what three mm. months. I don't know what it is for six weeks maternity off. leave. Six to eight. And then and then guys can get the same six weeks, right? Those six weeks are very important because we should have used it right for us to communicate better, talk about all of this stuff, talk about what you expect from me when it mm-hmm. comes to him, for me to tell you what I'm expecting from you. Because if we would have done it that way, which I think is the right way, right, we would have had less problems. Not saying we would have eliminated the problems, but I would have at least known what your expectations were, and you would know what mine was, right? So mm-hmm. at least whenever there was conflict, we would know what the conflict was about. I think that I think the dad will always have some complaints unless he is also up at the same times. The mother is up feeding the baby. Because y'all be getting a good night's rest, snoring and all, but we don't even have one hour of sleep. And y'all like, what you mean? The baby been sleeping for like six hours. Like, you don't have time for me? No. No, like I told you, I understand it now. And I know the second time around or whatever time. Oh my goodness. You Wait, hold on. You guys make it so that women feel like there is no second time around i know it's like should i ever do this again and it's not only us guys you know what it really is babies in the the early stages are just hard overall right yeah but if if we have more support as in our men literally you did a good job for the first time around not really knowing what i expected either um washing my pump parts and all that i was like thank god that made it somewhat easier because mm-hmm. my I also, I also, goodness. I also fed him sometimes. Like yeah. I would, I would say, I would say because you did have work, I let you sleep more than I should have. Let me sleep. Ooh, go ahead. More than I should have mm-hmm. because I was up sleep deprived and I, I didn't make me feel good. Yeah. So I was always on edge because... Of the lack of sleep. Yeah. And I should have been more sympathetic to the fact you had no sleep or at least be more aware that 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 is what was going on along with the countless other things that were going on. But at that moment, I was only thinking about myself and my... I think I had like two hours. My unhappiness. When you came home from work from like six to eight, I would sleep. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah, I remember. I remember we used to get naps. Poor, yeah. But we also, we also we also had support. Never again. Yeah, we come on. We're gonna do it again. Stop. But no, time, I would not. This, I would not take the two hours of sleep as okay. Oh no, no, that's not. That's not. But then again, you didn't know. I didn't know. We did. We did the best that we could do with the knowledge that we had. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that we have better knowledge, and now that we know better, we can do better. So, do you see? To me, I think relationships lack that endurance. That I communication that also. Communication. And even when we were in that bad time, and I know you said that um, we we were probably on the brinks of breaking up, 
even due to all this stuff that we're going through. Um, why do we? Why do you think that we we stayed the course? What do you think? Like okay, I think both of us have parents who stayed the course, and I think both of us didn't want to fail this relationship like we for, for our child and number for, one and, and for, for us fam- yeah for us and for our family mm-hmm. so you feel like family community um having ha- so how how involved do you think family should be in a, in a marriage i want to say that like as far as like I wouldn't say they should know every single horrible thing that happens because they won't look at your mate the same way. Even though if you forgive your mate for something, they might never or they'll see you in a different light, treat you differently. Forever. Yeah, not for a little bit, but forever. But I do think having that village there as support. As support. As support Mm -hmm. for you as a couple and then for the children. So, like I said, what level of involvement, though, do you think the family... Like, I wouldn't... Like, so one, we say whatever's inside the house stays inside the house, Mm -hmm. right? Meaning, um, but if you're getting abused or something like that, for sure, you need to go out and you have to tell your parents or whoever supports you. I mean, I think my support would already know. Yeah, yeah, because you would know just by the way that you act. Mm -hmm. Because there is no hiding that. But besides abuse, what do you think that your outside family, like your your family should know or my family should know about our relationship now that we're married uh, I think it's easier to say what they shouldn't know so, all right, so what shouldn't they know <laughs> not that this ever occurs but like I think cheating they should um, know. yeah if a spouse cheats I don't know how like I don't I don't know if that's a good thing to share with family members even though you might definitely want to for sure maybe that's something you share with your friend instead of your family Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it also depends on the family because the in-laws because if they're that kind of supportive if they are very supportive and they're open and you know they know they're non-judgmental then if you share that, they might be able to put the pieces together for you and help you, you and me? guide you through it. But I think know. I think something like that, I probably could have shared with my parents and they can be yeah. open-minded about it. They wouldn't look at you differently, they wouldn't whatever. But still, I'm not that type of person to go and share that. Mm-hmm. But I think my parents are more non-judgmental. Yeah, than your parents I think are because, our, because, <laughs> yeah. for sure my family. Mm-hmm. So, because it's like what? What he cheated on you? Yeah. My my baby girl. What you know what I mean? So, I just think that when it comes to someone doing something to your family members and someone that you love, you just have this ultimate bias in you, as if you don't know that. Yeah, that's it happens part of to a lot. Yeah, to a lot that's of people. true. So that's kind of rough. I do think, like, having that sense of community. For a marriage, not just your family, but your friends. I'm supporting both partners in the relationship. So so how do they support if they don't know the trials and tribulations that you really go through? Like, what kind of support are you asking for them? I think friends can know the trials and tribulations. And they don't just, they don't, and when they do know the trials and tribulations, they don't say, oh, um, leave them or... 
they actually support you and say, well, this is how you guys can make it better. I think you might need therapy. I think um, you guys need a date night. I'll take the kids for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like a support system. Got it. Um, for family, I think, even if they don't know the tribu- trials and tribulations you guys go through, mm-hmm. just them, you guys talking about relationships in general, or just, what do you think? Um, what I think is, <laughs> what I really think is, I don't like to involve outside people inside my personal matters. I've always, mm-hmm. I've always been a private person. Yeah. I will continue to be a private person, excluding what we're what we're sharing here, because now we have to be a little more public. Mm-hmm. But as far as the details, the real intimate details, I like to keep those kind of private, right? Which mm-hmm. you can still share general topics with people. But I think overall, you should not share the bad with family members or with anybody who is not. Who is not not who is somebody who is biased? Meaning your family is biased towards you. Mm-hmm. Right? My yeah, family but, mm-hmm. will be perceived biased towards me. I don't think my family would be biased towards me per se because my family we live in a very real world. Mm-hmm. My family is a little more down to earth, a little more um, accepting of how life is and have a less. I agree with that. Yeah. So my family, I think these rules and all the stuff that we're talking about. I could probably tell my family things wouldn't change, but I still choose not to. And I, and I believe in general, people should not involve their families in really, really intimate bad stuff that happened with your, with your spouse. I think it's true what you said. Yeah, you shouldn't tell people who are biased. Yeah. Yeah, your whole, your whole like, skeletons in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Because because everybody acts like they have no skeletons. They would definitely tell you, leave that person. Don't listen to somebody that says, leave. They either have a bad situation and misery love company. Exactly. Or they don't have your best interest in mind. Because unless you're in like an abusive situation, like you said. Yeah, I think you should always listen to somebody who says... How are you guys communicating? What else do you think you can do to help fix the relationship before they say throw in the towel? So would you say go, would you go to a therapist and tell a therapist before you go and tell a family member if you're having really, really bad problems? I think so. Okay. And what if your mate doesn't want to go to therapy or doesn't believe in therapy? (laughs) Well, something's got to give. Like, what? Um, You know how guys are. I don't know about now. A lot of people. Uh, are, they could choose. They could be in the pro- the choosing process of a therapist. No, but there are guys. There are guys now. You know, people look at. We don't have to, to call them a therapist. No, yeah. but people used to look at therapies if you have a problem. And if you have a problem, people think you're crazy. That's yeah. only crazy people go there. So. I mean, I, we're in 2022. I don't think people think that anymore. I Most think people, people still kind of think it. I think people still kind of think it um, because I. I think we're lax. We're more lax than before. Everyone a has a therapist. Everyone says they have a therapist and Not it's everybody. just looked at as, okay, good, great Not for everybody. you. I believe there's still people who hide the fact that they go see a therapist. Mm. They're yeah. living in the stone age because it is on and popping out here with that. Exactly. Therapy. So therapy, therapy is a good thing, even though we haven't gone to therapy. No, I think you are my therapist, so. Yeah, <laughs> you I are your am, own therapist. I, yeah, I am my own therapist. <laughs> I mean, because really, what therapy is is a third party ha- listening and being non biased and giving 
input and that's exactly what you are like you even though we're having a disagreement you can be unbiased and say when you're in, wrong or did something wrong and think of it outside of yourself mm -hmm. and then you can apologize mm -hmm. i can't do that mm -hmm. but but i can also get you to see whenever yeah. you're wrong and even if you don't apologize i can see yeah that you're wrong we get clarity and understanding at the end of the day yeah so i don't think i think that's why we haven't needed therapy yeah but do you think do you think that therapy would have been good for us when we were going through i that, do through that rough patch yeah that would have been it would have been good because neither one of us were wanting to communicate either one when of we were, were both in a, irritated in like, oh yeah yeah to the max Every, both of us thought we weren't getting what we deserved yeah. needed wanted mm -hmm. and then i was like are you a child mm -hmm. like why is it that i need to think about your needs we have a whole baby here mm -hmm. we i just have to focus on his needs yeah which is very to me to this day i think is very selfish it's selfish i'm literally pouring all of me into another person no, being selfish is pouring into myself no no look I think there's a balance, and the balance would be me stepping up and helping you. Because if I step up and help you and you get more sleep and whatever, then you would have more tolerance and more time for me, right? So I just think we didn't do it the right way. But mm -hmm. I think if we did it the right way, there is time for each other, even in the beginning months. Not a lot of time, but there's time if we do it the way that we should be doing. Yeah. So I am looking forward to the next one. I'm looking forward. <laughs> Just like that right yeah, in. I am looking forward, not to say that you're pregnant now, because you're not, right? But looking forward to see how we how we do it. How, what we take What would this, change. What would change. And to see if we figured it out. Because if we did figure it I'm out. I'm locked. If we did figure it out, I think it would be good to share with everybody what works this time. Because uh, we know what didn't Doesn't work. work. <laughs> For sure. For a whole fact. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. But yeah, just if you, you're new to parenting and going through what we went through, don't let go. Hold on to hope. It gets better as the months go by. <laughs> it gets easier, better, and communication will definitely make it get better faster and guys what i would say to you is stop being selfish put yourself to the back burner at least for the first three months i would say i don't i don't know about longer than that because three months is long for me <laughs> Tell. so what i would say is put yourself to the back at least for the first three months have a conversation because um she she meaning the woman is in charge the mother is in charge of taking care of, of the child almost exclusively mm -hmm. in the first three months. So you need to know where her head is. You need to um, speak to her, get an understanding. You need to try and help wherever you can help. However that woman needs you to help. Because in Cook the end, a meal, buy a meal. Because in the end, mm. it will mean more time for you. So yeah. if we know that, as you lighten up her load... And she, she will she, lighten she up will your love. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's that's what we have in our minds anyway as guys. So if you want that ultimate outcome, we have to step up. Um, we have to, like my wife says, take some night shifts from them. Even if you have work in the morning, remember we both made the baby. 
so we both have to sacrifice. It, it is not the woman that has to sacrifice the most, but she did do enough sacrificing, carrying the baby for nine months, delivering the baby, um, after the baby, all the trauma that her body goes through and everything else. We need to be more aware of it. Yeah, more aware of it and um, understanding our roles and knowing how to subdue our natural urges. Mm -hmm. And on that note, we're over and out.